Genesis uh, chapter number 1, just, just a few verses to kind of review what we have said, and we will move on. I'm very grateful I did not expect nor anticipate Sunday morning to go the way it did. Uh, preaching on the home, the family, in my experience, maybe not for other preachers, they're a lot better than me, but in my experience, it's always a grind. It's always a, a labor. Uh, they, they, they ain't a whole lot of shouting goes on when you start preaching on the family. But Sunday morning, God let us just have a time with it. And then Sunday night was pretty good. And then tonight, I don't know what will happen, but I'm going to give you what God's given me. And uh, we don't preach for the outcome anyhow here. Uh, we preach for uh, what God does in the hearts of men and women. And uh, if He wants shouting, we'll shout. And sometimes He don't. And I get a witness right there. Uh, now that don't mean you sit there and don't amen now. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about shouting and rejoicing and worshiping. Sometimes we just need to be still and let the seed be sown. But if this Bible says something that's right, has anybody ever felt something that was wrong? All right. So when it's, I say something that's in the Bible, guess what it is? It's the truth. It's right. And you know what amen means? So be it. I agree. Amen. So I expect a lot of that. All right. Genesis chapter number 1. Let's look in verse number 27 quickly. Uh, we'll read a couple of verses. Won't go back through a whole lot of this, but I do want to try to make a little more mention of uh, this, this point than I got to on Sunday night. Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 27. If you're there, say amen. amen. The Bible said, So God created man in His own image, in the image of God created... Excuse me. In the image of God created He Him, male and female... Created he them, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Go with me to Genesis chapter number 2, and let's look in verse number 18. Genesis chapter 2, and verse number 18. The Bible said, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every every and excuse me, and every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever called whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found an helpmeet for him. And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And so tonight I want to go back to again how to have a scriptural, spiritual and sacrificial home. How according to the Bible, and that's what the first point was, the a uh, home is to be scriptural. How can we have a scriptural, a spiritual, and a sacrificial home in this day and hour where they say it's really impossible in the eyes of men? Let's go, Lord, in prayer. Father, we do love you and we thank you, Lord, for 
a great opportunity to stand, Lord, and preach the Word of God. Now, Lord, we understand that there is absolutely no power within the flesh. And God, according to Your Word, You said in this flesh dwelleth no good thing. And so, Lord, I have nothing to offer tonight. I have nothing to bring in this flesh. But God, if You would help me and use me and fill me and speak not just to me tonight, but through me tonight, Lord, I'm asking You to speak to Your people. God, they need to hear Your voice, not mine. They need to feel Your presence. And Lord, I pray that You would help our homes, help our church through the preaching of Thy Word. And for what you do in this place, I'll be the first to thank you in Jesus' name and for His sake. And all the Lord's people said, Amen. Amen. Our thought, our text verse came from Joshua chapter number 24 and verse number 15 where the Bible says these words, most everybody knows it, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, that sounds good. And I even made the statement. And I love when these things come out make so much sense and I don't have them wrote down. But I said, uh, have you ever seen that, that, that statement? It's in every Hobby Lobby you've ever been in. As for me and my hats on chalk walled paint and uh, on signs. And I even said this Sunday and it was good. I said, have you ever seen it on a pillar? Oh yeah, everybody's seen it on a pillar. And I said, here's the problem. There's a whole bunch of people that's walked in Hobby Lobby and bought a pillar that says, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. And I said, this morning, they're asleep on it. Amen. That's the fact of the matter. It's, it's a phrase to a lot of people. But I want it to be a lifestyle for me and my home. As for me and my home, we will serve the Lord. How are we going to do that? Well, whether you're married, single, or divorced, or old or young or a child or an adult. Listen, it makes no difference. Nobody can serve the Lord without first being scriptural and spiritual and sacrificial. All three of those ingredients have to be mixed together in order to be a servant of the Lord. There's a whole lot of people that claim to serve God, but if they're not scriptural and they're not spiritual and they're not sacrificial, it is literally impossible to serve the Lord. And so Joshua made this statement, not just do I want to serve the Lord, but as for me and my house. And we went and we, we, we walked through some of the New Testament, some of the Gospels where uh, salvation was looked at as household uh, salvation. I have always been fascinated by the story of Zacchaeus. We have a lot in common. Uh, we both we little men. Amen. And uh, old Zacchaeus had to climb up to see Jesus. And the Lord said, Zacchaeus come down from there and he came down and you know the story uh, he said he got, he got he, he came to know the Lord and Jesus looked at him and said alright now that you know me guess what's next I'm coming to your house and I began to talk about instances and examples even here where there has been household salvation we you sister Annette we talked about that I again don't know all the details but we've heard it before how that for 10 years sister Annette served the Lord, but it wasn't household, if you will. Uh, old Brother Ray, I said he's one of the finest men I ever know, but fine men die and go to hell. And Brother Ray had to get saved, and for 10 years, Sister Annette had to serve the Lord, but what, what is God interested in? He's interested in the home, so guess who was next in line? Brother Ray, and then 
and talked about how they never had children, but God seemed fit to bring them children in their home. And you know what we've seen? Household salvation. I mean, look at Brother Chris and Sister Kayla. I think Kyra's sick, but uh, we, we've seen them get saved. And then Kyra, guess who's next in line? Starts with a C and ends with Olson. Amen. Oh, Colson is in line to get saved. Why? Because God's interested in the home. Uh, we've seen Brother Shelby come in on August the 8th. Anybody wonder what date it was? It was August the 8th, uh, 2000. I believe it's 17, if I'm right, or 18, somewhere in there, or 20, or I don't remember when it was, but it was a while back. And uh, on August the 8th, got saved by the grace of God. And uh, not too long ago, little Erica, you know what happened to her? She got saved. And Miss Christina had been saved, we hope and believe and think. Amen. Uh, and guess who's next in line? There's a little boy around here. Got his ears lowered today. Right over he is. Handsomest little feller ever lived by the name of Wesley. You know what God's interested in? He's interested in the home. The Hampton household is, is what God's interested in. He wants to save that little feller. And uh, I'm believing God that he will. And uh, boy, I'm just glad that God is interested in the home. So what do we do? Considering the home, what do we look at? Well, the first thing we said a home must be is scriptural. And so we've just seen in the beginning God created Adam and Adam had nobody to help him. The Bible said, well, this ain't good. Adam needs to help me. And so from the rib of Adam, we find that God has created Eve. Now, this is the what we said number one, the establishment of marriage. This is where God establishes marriage in instituting the home. And I even got off on that rabbit. Well, uh, preacher, we've been dating for 20 years, been living together 25, uh, 20, 20, 20. 20, 25 years. I've got a stuttering problem tonight. 20 or 25 years. I mean, we share it. We're, I mean, what do they call that? We, we're pretty much married. We've been together so long, and, but not according to God. Listen, you do not have a home. The first part of having a scriptural spiritual and sacrificial home is marriage and so we see the establishment of marriage but now I want us to go to Genesis chapter number 3 if we could and I want to begin reading about how God makes an example in the marriage the example of marriage look in Genesis chapter number 3 and verse number 1 if you're there say amen the Bible said now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made and he said unto the woman yea hath God said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden the woman said unto the serpent we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Ain't that how he talks? Ye shall not surely die, for God uh, doth know that in the day that you eat thereof, your, then your eyes shall be opened, you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, a tree to be... Desired, uh, desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And the eyes of them were both, uh, both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made a, uh, themselves aprons and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. The Lord God called unto Adam 
Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, of course, what he said, the woman. That's, that's how we do, ain't it? The man said, the woman whom thou gavest to be uh, with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord said unto the woman, what is this that thou hast done? The woman said, the serpent. And so it's a blame game, blame game. Uh, but I want you to look at verse number 14. And Brother Jared preached a wonderful message on this. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou, he deals with the devil first. I like that. Uh, thou hast done this. Thou art cursed above the cattle and above every beast of the field. And uh, upon thy belly shalt thou go. The dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman. And between thy seed and her seed it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel unto the woman. Now pay attention. This is what I want to talk about. What I want to focus on. The example of marriage. Unto the woman, verse 16, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children and thy desire notice that, shall be to thy husband and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee saying thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake in sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life thorns also and thistles shall bring forth to thee and thou shalt eat of uh, the herb of the field in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground for out of it wast thou taken for dust thou art and unto dust thou uh, shalt thou return and Adam called his wife's uh, name Eve because she was the mother of all living and unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord make coats of skin and clothe them I want you to see the example God makes in marriage it is here in Genesis chapter number 3 where the first home gets out of order. Uh, the first marriage that's ever instituted, the first family that's ever established, the home, the first home in the Word of God gets completely out of order. Can I say it is uh, here where we find that God deals with Eve and Adam but He does not deal with them the same. Uh, can I say tonight that God has different expectations for the husband and the wife. Uh, God does not require of you uh, and him the same. Can I say tonight, there's a few examples that God gives us. And I want you to see this. The Bible said that in verse number 20, then Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. May I just go ahead and say tonight that God has instituted the mother, if you will, Eve in this particular context as the heart of the home. And the Bible says that she is to solely devote her life to 
her husband and her children. Look at verse 16. The Bible said unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. Does everybody agree with that? I've never seen nobody laugh through childbirth. Amen. It's sorrowful. It's painful. It's aggravating. It's miserable. And why is that? Because of a lady by the name of Eve. That's that's why you go through what you go through. Uh, Can I say God created the female to bear children? Did you know that is your purpose? And if God did not allow you to bear children, it does not mean God has failed or God has faltered or God has fallen, but God has a different kind of plan for you in your life. But for those of you that were able to bear and God did not uh, take take away from you, if you will, the womb, uh, can I say that is your soul desire. God's put you here uh, as ladies to mother. Can you look around the room? Even little children, little Allie. I've seen her before, little Allie, uh, with with trying to mother. Are you with me? Uh, Waylon tries to get out, and boy, she's ready to tune him up quick, fast, and in a hurry. Little Erica, same way. She's a motherly little girl. My little Madison, she's a, a motherly little girl. And, uh, and, and so on down the line. Why? It's just in them. It's in you as a female to be a motherly figure, if you will. But we also see in verse number 16 that not only is she to bring forth children in sorrow, but I want to I focus here tonight concerning marriage. The Bible said, And thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Now don't get nervous, ladies. We're not going to preach a dictatorship. We're not going to preach that uh, your husband is second charge in command to God. We're not going to preach that he has a, a, a rod of iron and eyes of fury and uh, bless God he, if you even do one thing that he don't approve of that he has the right to uh, burn you at the stake and stone you. We're not doing all that. Uh, amen. We're not, we're, we're not, we're not Muslims. Alright. Uh, Muslims kill their wives for doing things like that. But we're not going to do that. We're going to look at this scripturally. What's the first step uh, to having a godly home? It's got to be scriptural. But I do want to say this. We are living in a day and hour that the home is totally and completely out of order. Uh, and it starts. I didn't, by the way, don't get mad at me. Why are you starting on the women? That's who God started with. It starts with the help me. Uh, listen, fellas, a help me does not mean slave or stupid. Uh, we need help. Can I get a witness? I need help. I, I mean, just little things. I, I'm telling you, I can't tolerate certain things. Uh, you'll know why. Your husband's not just lying to you sometimes when he says, I can't. Now, fellas, we probably abuse that a little more than we should at times, but there are some things, listen to me, that he can't. Are you listening? He's not made up like you. He is not built like you. And there's some things that he just can't do. But God has created you to do them. And guess what? Ladies, before you get mad at the preacher, there's some things God makes him do that you can't do. I've heard wives in this church say, well, bless God if I had your job. Let me tell you something. You wouldn't make it five minutes under a house somewhere. Brother Chris and Brother Eric and those of you who crawl around everybody's slop and filled nastiness and mice and rats and snakes and God forbid spy. I mean, ladies, listen, that 
you ain't supposed to be down there. All right, that's why you can't make it down there. Uh, but can I say there's certain things you ladies can do that we can't? Why? Because we're different. God's made you to have certain abilities, and He's made your husband with certain abilities, and that's the way God has exemplified marriage. But not only do we see that the the woman is to bring forth children and sorrow and and her desire is to be to her husband but notice what Adam has to do the Bible said in verse 17 unto Adam he said because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree of which I command thee saying thou shalt not eat of it cursed is the ground for thy sake in sorrow so in sorrow she uh, has to bring forth children she labors that way but he says in verse 17 in sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth unto thee and thou shalt eat her, the, the herb of the field and in the sweat verse 19 in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground for out of it wast thou taken and for dust thou art and to dust thou shalt return so Eve the woman the wife the mother is to labor if you will in two areas concerning children and concerning compassion and love to her home and her husband but then comes along the man and God said alright she He's not the only one going to suffer, Adam. You ate too. How are you going to suffer? How are we going to suffer? Well, I've not cursed you, Adam, but I have cursed this ground. And you're going to sweat. You're going to bleed. You're going to cut your thumb and your finger off. And you're going you're gonna to smash your fingernails off with a hammer. And you're going to bump your head working on them machines over at CTA. And you're going to run all over the country chasing a train that does not want you in its family, Bobby Disney. You're going you go, you go, you go to deal with people on the phone brother Chris that expects you to fix everything and you can't fix it all but bless God you had better or they're calling the number on the back of the van that's what God has dealt to us it is laborsome in that area for men but I want to say this tonight as Eve is the heart of the home and she is to devote her life and her love to her husband and her children Adam then is the head of the home and he is to solely devote his life to provide for and protect and make provision for his wife and his children. The Bible even says in 1 Timothy 5 8, but if any provide not for his own and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Now I want to take an account in 1 Peter chapter number 3. I want you to look here quickly if you could. 1 Peter chapter number 3. I know I'm preaching fast tonight, but I'm trying to cover some ground. Uh, 1 Peter chapter number 3 and verse number 1. I want you to look at this tonight. 1 Peter 3 and verse number 1. Now, I've heard this preached right, and I've heard it preached so wrong. When You're either going to get Scripture and doctrine when you hear preaching on the home, or you are going to get complete heresy. There's no, there's no gray area. I found that out. Somebody either knows what they're talking about or they don't. And if we'll read this book, we'll know what we're talking about. First Peter chapter 3, verse number 1. 
The Bible says this in verse number 1. Read it with me. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. And while they behold your chaste conversations. Everybody see that? Are you allowed to talk to your husband? Absolutely, we're not Muslims. Uh, but how are we supposed to do it? With what attitude, with what countenance? You're supposed to be, according to verse 2, chaste. Look at verse 3. Who's adorning? Let it not be the outward adorning of the plaiting of hair and the wearing of gold or of putting on of, of, of apparel, but let it be uh, the hidden man of the heart that in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and a quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. Ever lady in here needs to underline that in your Bible. This is not about being a, a, a footstool to your husband. It's about pleasing God. And I didn't write the book. Amen. You don't have to agree with me. I don't even agree with me. Somebody help me. But we cannot we cannot, we cannot deny the Word of God. And he said, ladies, you want to be pleasing to the Lord? Have a meek and a quiet spirit. Verse number 5. For after this manner in the old time, the holy women you see what's associated with a meek and a quiet spirit and a chaste uh, conversation in verse number 2. Holy women. Uh, verse number 5. Holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves being in subjection unto their own husbands even as Sarah obeyed Abraham calling him Lord whose daughters ye are as long as ye do well and are not afraid with any amazement. Now it don't stop there fellas. Pay attention. Verse 17. Or verse number 7 likewise ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge giving the excuse me giving honor unto the wife and uh, as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers be not hindered Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful, be courteous, not rendering evil for evil. How many of us struggle there in the hall? Bless God, He's going to act that way. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. That's rendering evil for eat for evil. Or railing for railing. Well, she's going to gripe. Bless God, I'm going to gripe. Come on, fellas. Don't look at me that way. Railing for railing. What did He say? He said, uh, but contrarywise, blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing for he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him excuse evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. So we see there's some examples set in marriage, in the home, in biblical, scriptural marriage. What is it? Well, yes, the husband is the head, but the head is supposed to honor. The head is supposed to be kind and patient and all the things that none of us are. Come on, somebody. You might as well help these things that you've got to work on and improve. Just like every woman in here don't want to say, yes, Lord, like Sarah. You might as well say amen. And I'm not telling you to say yes, Lord, your husband. 
But I'm using that as an example, even as Sarah called Abraham Lord. But what is God's duty in the home? What is, what is God's command? And what is our duty in the home? Well, as husbands, it is to be the head. And as wives, it is to be the heart. But in doing so, you must understand there's a vast difference in the roles of marriage. If you want a scriptural marriage, can I say, ladies? So, if anybody knew women Solomon did, you know how many wives Solomon had? 700. And he had 300 concubines, which is a lot like a wife. He had a thousand women. Bless his heart. Some men say, sounds like heaven. Yeah, until you've got a thousand women. And then it's like literal hell. Can you imagine? It's a, it's, it's a 24-hour day job to maintain the one I got, let alone 999 more. I don't need no more. And how many of y'all know when you married her, you a little bit got you married a mother too. God help us. Come on, somebody. Amen. What what do you say? I'm saying this. We have to understand what our jobs are. As husbands, as fathers, as wives, and as mothers. Scripturally, what does it say? Well, if over in Ephesians, let's turn there. Some of y'all got blessed with in-laws. I did. Some of you got cursed. You might as well say, man, she ain't going to beat you up. You got cursed. But can I tell you something? It's part of the package. It's part of the package. And if you'll do what God has asked of you to do and honor Him, all that stuff in time will work itself out. It'll work itself out. Look in Ephesians chapter 5. Look at verse 22. Talk about marriage. Examples of marriage. Ephesians 5.22, if you're there, say amen. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be their own husbands in everything. Husbands love. You with me? Everybody wants to go husbands lead, but the first order that God gives the husband is not to lead, it is to love. Husbands love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself for it. He might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the Word. That he might present to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Verse 28. Well, how am I supposed to love her? You sure you want to know the answer? I'm about to show you. Verse 28. Husbands, how do we love your how do you love your wives? So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth it and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. We are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Does everybody see the order? 
She, you don't understand, Brother Josh. She just don't. She don't respect me. She don't listen to nothing I say. All the time fussing, fighting, and feuding. I mean, I can't do nothing with this woman. Okay, I'm not saying you're lying. You're probably right. But listen to me, fellas. But can I say this? Guess where all her faults go back to? Oh, you want to be leaders? Okay. First thing you'll have to do is learn how to love. You can't lead until you learn how to love. You know what love is? Look at him. He'll tell you. What what season in your life did you every time that God would say something, every time you opened his word, you said, Yes, Lord. Yes, sir. Yes, Master. And never got out of line. So here's my question. How'd he treat you? He is our pattern. Now, I'm not saying to just let, let a woman take over and run all over you and do you right. That's not what I'm saying. But we've got to understand something. We cannot lead until we learn how to love. And we, if you want reverence from her, then the, according to the Bible, the first thing you've got to do, according to the Bible, if you want submission from her, is sacrifice from you. Can I say that every, every home has its own battles? There's some men in here you don't have a least bit of trouble sacrificing. I can name a few. I won't start going through that because I don't offend nobody. There's a few men in here we could all agree that just show just really good examples of what it is to sacrifice. And then you've got people like me. Come on, somebody. This is an area I have to work on. Josh don't like to sacrifice. But you can go to bed on me if you want. I know you guys don't either. Some of you do, some of you don't. You're knuckleheads just like me. Now I've learned. And I'm still learning. Right. But I did find after the first year or two of my marriage was literally the grace of God that held us together. Well, you was pastoring during all that. Yeah, I was. Yes, I was. And when it... I started seeing some things and it wasn't on her. It was on me. Yeah. You with me? It's things that I was not willing to sacrifice. Right. Ladies, listen to me. He cannot be someone he is not. So don't expect him to be somebody he is not. He can't change his makeup. You married him. There are certain attributes she hates, but you know what? I'm going to die with them because they're me. They're my problems. They're my flesh. And there's things about her that I'm not going to like because she does that, but they're her. They're her makeup. They're her body. You know what you've got to learn how to do? Reverence and love one another for who you are and don't try to change one another. And husbands, when she sees that you love her through her imperfections, it will be much easier for her to respect you when she knows you love her. Amen. That's how that works. You don't know why I have no problem. I say I have no problem. We all have issues submitting to God at times. But why do I live my life? I'm, I'm in total submission. My life is in total submission to serving God. Why? Because I know how much He loves me. It's not an issue for me. Sometimes I don't, I don't necessarily like what He tells me to do, but I do it. Why? Because you're so spiritual? No, because He's so good. Amen. What's the Bible say about the goodness of God? 
Sometimes when your when your wife fellas, by the way, this is not an insult, it's a fact. They are the weaker vessel. And so when she gets weak and does something that you can't understand because you would never do that. Hello? And I say instead of blowing up about it next time, just try to love her anyways and see what happens. You won't have to cuss her for three days to let her know she's done something wrong. She'll realize it after just a little while if you just say, I don't know about that. Probably shouldn't have done that. But let it go and love her how many of y'all's been there and then two days later, you hadn't even. Th- how, how many men in here just forget about all that kind of stuff? How many women don't forget about nothing? That's God's honest truth. We have gotten some absolute knockdown drag outs. I'm talking about, I'm fixing to pee in the floor fights. I'm fixing to mark my territory and pee in the floor. And 30 minutes later, I cannot tell you what the world we're even buying. Sure. That's the truth. But seven years, 16 days, 32 hours, 47 minutes, and 29 seconds later, yep. she remembers every detail yep. about that day. Amen. Now, ladies, I'm going to help you with something right here. You're not going to like it, but I'm going to help you with something. I find one person in my Bible that's all the time bringing up the past and old news and all the time making accusations. And his name has many names, but one of them is Satan. And one of them is Lucifer. One of them is Belial. One of them is out of the pits of hell. In other words, I'm trying to say when that's all you want to do is bring up the past and accuse you look just like the devil. Come on, Come on somebody. Let it. Y'all ever watch Frozen? That ought to be a church song. Let it go. Let it go. Can't hold on to the past anymore. Let it go for God's sakes. Let it go. I don't remember anymore. And I don't care that you can remember everything that ever stared. Let the storm please stop. This argument never bothered me anyway. Amen. Let it go. You bringing stuff up and you get mad. He don't remember it, but he don't. He really don't. Remember it. Let it go. You know what your job is as a wife? Just to love him, submit to him, serve him. I know you don't like that, but I'm not I'm not making you into Muslims. Right. Your flesh, a lot of good women's flesh can't like that. I'm a man, if I was a woman, I don't like that. What do you mean serve him? Comes in, his feet smell like cheddar cheese, sweat, butt sweat all on the couch, and never folds his clothes, won't pick up nothing, eats, crumbs goes everywhere, his armpits, he'd smell for three rooms over. I mean, his kids all the time crying, pooping all over the house, and he can't change the diaper because he gags, bull. He really does gag, amen. He can't, he can't, he can't handle doing all that. I mean, act like he gets sick kids up all night crying. He says he can't hear 
them. He really can't hear them. Uh, kids are crying all night, brother. How do it? God made you the mother. Hello? I'm not saying he can help you. You with me? But there's certain things he's not just laying there ignoring the blood curdling screams. He can't hear them. Is everybody okay? I can see y'all tightening up on me. Don't tighten up on me. I mean, he really can. Yeah. You ever notice? That little girl right there is the most precious little thing on all the planets, galaxies, heavens, and earth. Y'all don't believe me, but you need to live with her for at least a week. That's the most grumblingest, complainingest, little prettiest little outfit you ever seen in your life. Oh, every time Caleb says, every time I look at her, she smiles. That's because she's already learned how to be a hypocrite. She's already mastered the mask. But when you get her home, she is the spawn of the liniest fallen angel that come out of heaven and say and sometimes, Brother Dave, if she's in the right mood, because women are emotional, even as this big, if she's in the right mood, Sister Nick, I can, I can bottle, bottle her up my arm and say, Pete says, and she's like, and I can say, woogie, 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 she's like, and I can Grab her on the nose and she goes, bad. Looks like that's bad. <laughs> but 98.7% of the time, when I get her, she goes, And I'll say, hey, man, help! That's so much white blood. Distress, distress. I tell her, oh, now, can't you do something with her? I'm trying. I can make a bottle. She don't want a bottle. I can change her diaper. Wah! I can pat her on the butt. Wah! I can put her sling. Wah! And all it takes sometimes is mama to walk in the room and she's like, ah, dad, good dad, daddy, good dad. And she'll pick her up and it's like all her cares vanished. And, and then she'll look at me and say, now is this hard? <laughs> No, it's not big Satan. But I'm going to tell you, it was a touch. And I don't have to touch. Because I'm a daddy. I'm supposed to be somewhere, according to that Bible, out in the dark thinking somewhere. Are you with me? God didn't give me the touch. He made these hands and tear stuff up. What these are for. Cut the things off. That's what we're supposed to do. And she can just feel mama's little touch sometimes. And all I needed. You can't do that. Listen to me, man. No. He can't. Bad as you want him to. He can't. But I'll tell you the worst discipline earth in the home. It's mama. I haven't told me how she wore lives yet the other day. I like She said, Oh, I got him. I got him good. I said, no, he didn't. Oh, yes, I did. He cried. I said, no, he didn't. I'm telling you, who asked him? I said, okay. Lies, come here. Mama whooped your energy. 
Yeah. I said, don't you dare lie to me, because I will whoop you, son. Did it hurt? No. <laughs> he said, maybe a little bit right there. But you ask him what happens when I get hold of that tail. Now I, like I like to pat him on that tail and squeeze his butt and just aggravate the fire out of him. But every now and then, old dad will put a weld about three and a half inches thick. About five or six of them. Yeah. You know what mama's doing the whole time? She's, all right, that's good. That's good. I think you got it. But I want him to know there's a, there's a difference. Yes, sir. Sure is. Mama might slap him with a pair of silk shorts as a ribbon. Really, that was what she used. Silk shorts. <laughs> Daddy goes, gets the fossil leather belt, folds it one time, wraps it around the hand, pants go to the ground, knee goes up, butt goes over, hands go down, and if you move, you've not even seen a woman yet. I don't hit him on the back. I don't beat his knees out. I, you know why God give you this? It ain't for twerking. All right? This ain't for booty shaking. God give you extra pain back here for a couple of reasons. To sit without it killing you and to get a whooping. You with me? I, I, I hope I can get into all of it, but I've got verses. I'm getting ahead of myself. Maybe if I don't get the verses tonight, maybe I will Sunday. I've got hundred verses on how to discipline. We talked about the home and husbands and wives, and then we, we went back into the children. Mom and Dad, don't get mad at me right here, okay? Don't get mad at me. I'm not saying you have to stop these things, but this is not discipline. Grounding them is not discipline them. Now, if you want to ground them, that's your prerogative. But just know you have not disciplined them. Hello? The only way I'm in is the baby. Taking their iPad or their iPhone or that's not discipline. That's good moral lessons that if you do things, you lose things. That's great, but that, that is not discipline. Uh, putting them in a corner. It's, it's just not discipline. It's not the Bible. Is everybody with me? Now, if you want to ground them, ground them. I'm not against grounding, but it's not discipline. If you want to take all their stuff, I think you should anyways, even if they've not done anything wrong. Can I get a witness somebody that's been through some storms because of electronics? Listen to me, Junior don't need a phone. Brody, don't, what's he got? What ends does he got to tie up today? I ain't got to call in sick poor Brother John. He don't need a phone. You're just opening the door. Yeah, I well, I trust my kids. You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got all the locks on there, and they got all the keys to unlock it. Oh, yeah. Well, they got that woman on the internet. That's good. They'll figure out how to connect to a hot spot in there. They'll figure something out if you're not careful. Now, listen to me. I'm not against taking those things. I'm not against... You want to put them in the corner? I don't do corner time. I mean, I just wish them to go on. Yeah. Okay? You do whatever you want. I tell you how to parent. But I ain't going to tell you what the Bible says about discipline your children. You know what it says? <laughs> John said, beat the hell out of them. That's what it says. <laughs> that is what it says. It says you'll save their, except save their soul from hell. If I say that. And it says to take a rod. 
Sometimes that means fossil leather belt. But I do have a rod up here. Y'all remember this? Wesley was my last victim. Something like this will get the job done. Just a little, maybe a little bigger. My mama one time cut the mud flaps off of an 18-wheeler. <laughs> cut them into a paddle shape. I'm telling you, am I not telling you right? Did you not have a mud flap paddle? I believe, bless God. You don't remember? He was busy throwing fit. She got the idea for pollen. We sure didn't have one. And it had holes in it. Whatever happened to that thing, I don't know, but thank God it's lost. But that right there would be some damage on a naked butt. Well, Brother Josh, you're just getting so big it's not effective. You ain't doing it right. Come on now. Well, you know how it is as they get bigger, it just don't work like it used to. You ain't doing it right. You're still with them like they're seven and they're 17. You're going to have to put them full of right. You're going to have to, you have to rev it up, then drop it in gear and see what happens. Yes. This is how we build good. What are you doing, brother? Why are you telling us all this? Because our homes are so jacked up. Right. They're so messed up. And that's why our churches are so messed up. Nobody can do nothing with no, nobody's youngins. They don't listen at school. They don't listen at Sunday school. They don't listen at home. They're not going to listen to the police officer either when he pulls them over. Right. And then they go to jail and you don't know why. Well, because you didn't beat their tail. That's right. Is why. So, husbands, we gotta, we got to lead and love. And mamas, you're the heart of the home. Sir, if you come home from work, some of you mamas are like this, and your wife has 15 minutes worth of grappling about how terrible the kids have been, don't fuss and fight and cuss and raise cane. Ask her why she didn't handle Say, okay, honey, I'm sorry you had to deal with that. Say, kids, look what you've done to your mother. Now let's go. Yep. You walk in a bedroom. Elijah, come here. He'll tell you. If he don't lie, he's probably lie. <laughs> I'm not going to walk you. Come on, son. See that? That's scary. <laughs> he looked at that looked at me. He's like, oh, oh, man. Come here. Now, if I'm lying, you tell him I'm lying, okay? When you get a walking, what's, what's the process? I say, all right, Elijah, come here. First thing we establish is what? Why are you getting a whooping? Is that correct? We go over it. If you just start slinging, especially at this age, they think you're the meanest owner and master of slavery in the whole world. Yeah, right. They don't understand. You're not teaching them. Right. You're provoking them to wrath when you just go slapping and screaming. The Bible says to provoke not your children to wrath. So the first thing we do is say, son, you... I'm pretty sure I caught him in a lie today. We're still not to the bottom of that. But we're just going to deal with that while we're here. You lied to me today. And because you lied to me, there's a consequence. And that consequence is you're going to get your butt beat, but not because I hate you. Not because I'm mean, but I love you, son. And I don't want you to grow up to be a liar. And I'm trying to keep you out of trouble. He's crying right now. And, and I do love you. And that's the reason Daddy hates it. But I have to do this to teach you right from wrong. That's like, Mama, am I lying? Am I lying? Every time. I don't miss a time. I'm not going to whoop you, son. 
and then out, usually this way, because my right arm is my, my slinging arm. I'll make you bend over, just like that right there. <laughs> and I'll jerk your little drawers down that cute little butt. <laughs> and I hold it just like this. So I now you do how you want. I'm just giving an example of what I do. And he knows that I have walked him. And I raise him up, and I rub his little butt. And I'm saying, I'm oh, sorry, son. I didn't want to do that. Not sorry for discipline. I'm sorry you had to do discipline. Right. Yeah. And we'll go on. About 30 minutes later, I'll say, Elijah, come here, son. Let me look at you. And I'll, I'll examine that little butt. <laughs> and sometimes, I'll give him a couple kisses. <laughs> so that looks so bad, I think I'm going to kiss on that for a minute. You want to know why I do that? I love this boy. And I ain't whooping him unless he needs it. Right. Matter of fact, I'm not threatening him with a whooping. That's good. If he's if he needs a whooping, I'm gonna tell him he needs one, but I'm not just gonna threaten him with no intention on doing it. Right. Because you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna get a bunch of cry wolf and they ain't gonna listen to what you say. Yeah. They're gonna think you're a compulsive liar when it starts clicking. So if you don't plan on whooping them, don't say I'm about to bust. Unless you are, just get on to them. I tell them if I tell you again. Now, some old timers didn't even do that. My dad said we didn't get no one, two, threes. They teach us how to count. They taught us how to bend over. Amen. I'm a counter. Don't hold that against me. Particularly, that's all it takes. So, Elijah, one. And I'm back there. He's son. He's trucking in there. What do we need done here, Dad? Because he knows I love him. Right. Mom don't really look very good, does she? <laughs> Did y'all see that? Let me ask you something. You be honest. And if you're mad at me, we'll work on it. Are you, are you mad at Daddy? Do you have any hard feelings towards me because I woke you? <laughs> Just a little? But you know I love you, don't you? You ever, you ever question that? You do? I love you. Love you. Thank you. You can go to go to i tell you, I don't have to whoop him as often as you think I do. Because the man's had a bunch. But the ones he's had have been whoops. This, bend over. Now go on. That ain't going to do it. And mamas, if you're in a predicament that you have to, I'm not saying you can't. You're the parent. But daddy, that's on us. That's on us. Okay? And it ain't. Mama gets her wits in, and I can't take it more. I pull my hair out, and I start screaming at the kids. If it gets that bad, you you just go lock yourself in the bedroom and call Daddy and say, if you don't get home within the next 15 minutes, I'm going to make real cheeses out of these kids. <laughs> what we're trying to do here, Brother John, just establish what the Bible says Amen. about the home. I felt like Sunday night, I kind of blew it. I kind of feel that way tonight. But we're going to wade through this and get some scriptures as we go. All right, let's say, Father, we love you. Thank you for this day, Lord. Please bless my feeble efforts to preach the Word of God to help your people. Please help our homes. Our homes are so out of order. Our children have no fear of God because they have no fear of us. And so, Lord, I pray tonight, God, that husbands would lead and husbands would love the way that Christ leads and loves His church. And wives would submit and honor and reverence and 
Her desire would be to her husband as unto the Lord, and that children would obey their parents in the Lord, for this is right. And that they would honor their father and their mother, that their days may be longer upon this earth. And God, we thank You for all that You've done and what You've put in Your Word to lead us and guide us into the direction on how to have a scriptural, spiritual, and sacrificial home. Please bless the remainder of this service in Jesus' name. Amen.